Jesus and you shall be. And I will lay sinews upon you. And I will bring up hair upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So he prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a man. And behold, a shaker. And the bones came together. Bone to his bone. No confusion. Bone to his bone. In the valley of dry bones, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, sinew and flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them about, but there was no breath in them. Then said he to me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, behold, from the four winds I bless thee, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came unto them that lived and stood up on their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dry, and our hope is lost. We are caught, cut off for a cause. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus said the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and you shall shall live, and I shall place you where I am, then shall ye then shall ye know that I the Lord have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. I wanted to read all the scriptures so that we understand that whatever the situation is, could be very, very dry bones. Very, very dry bones. And like sister says in this valley there were many but the obedience to God's instructions is what caused those bones to become living, living. And it's like us today. Once we were dead in our sins, very dry bones, very dry bones, very dry bones, no hope, no hope, stuck in a valley, but God, but God. And so often... Let's remind ourselves, O oh Lord God, I know. Whatever that you're going through, whatever time in your life, scriptures are full of examples of where the situation was dead, and the enemy, <coughs> God was on the scene, and there was life. And so a few of the examples that came to me was um, in the time of Moses, commanded the children of Israel, but for God somehow chose Moses for a particular purpose. Eventually, all of the children of Israel that were held captive in Egypt were going to be let go because Moses was a powerful spirit. A lot of times, it's difficult for people to constantly stay focused on the Word of God, stay in their Word, stay in the Word. Just read it, read the Word. But the more we read it, the more we meditate on it, the more life we get out of it. Not necessarily through the flesh, through our 
reading the Bible is not that life. I'm just going to let you know that. It's death. But life so that we can have it abundantly. And not just so that we can. If somebody, as somebody said earlier, can read and see and know that there's living water over there, that's going to make a difference too. When I can see the right person and not be living water, that flows from one to the other. God has so foreplanned this salvation that there is no reason that even we should care. There's no reason that any should care. But many times it's those that have life are busy with that earth. And that river isn't flowing for someone else. We, I know we're not like that. This, is, this comes to be a reminder that there are people that uh, daily drive by the inner areas and God has established his church to be where he wants it. And he needs someone with life that's on this earth to share a message, to share a need, to take time and out, to still give it to that person's life. It is not necessarily easy in the flesh because it's easier to say, well, I tried, but I'm not here. But there is so much we can do in the spirit, so much we can do in the spirit. Your purpose is not coming out of fire. And that takes some work. If you've ever been around fire, it's not just something simple you do to go turn somebody out of it. So in the spirit, it takes effort and it takes work. One other example, and, and this one I, I just I, I marvel at it, Balaam. How Balaam was so bent on the finances that he was willing to curse, he agreed to curse God's people. And one of the things we have to realize, and it would make us say, oh, God, thy name, even the more, if we realize that even the person that wants to curse you, God's not going to let. He will do great, great, great things for the same group you would not be cursed by Balaam. The, gift, the scripture says the gift of God takes it without repentance. Balaam was a prophet, but he was going against God's people and to the point that the donkey spoke. And, and I, I, you know, we talk about walking on water, but I don't know how many people would go to the shore to drown and speak to you just so that you would live. Just so that you would live one more day. Think of the mercy and the grace of God when we are so disobedient. And we can be dis disobedient because of what we see naturally we can gain by the disobedience. But God loves his people. And what he has blessed, that's what the story of Balaam makes us see, that he has blessed by no one curse. Sometimes we forget that only one third of the angels, angelic sales is greater for us and better against us. We whine and cry about so many different things, and yet the greater one blesses us. The greater one blesses us. And if we would remember that with the old way of God, he's already prepared a way that everyone could be saved. Jesus' blood has already been shed. It's not going to be taken back for the number of people that don't receive it. It's already taken salvation for the world because God so loved the world. Daniel, think of the story of the three Hebrew boys. Think of the story of Elijah, the bones of Elijah. He had suffered um, the children of Israel were burying someone, going to bury someone, and the enemy started coming. And they feared for their lives, and they just took that body and put it in the sepulcher of Elijah, and that man stood to his feet. The bones would have anointed to cause life. But what's of us? But what's of us? Let's always remember, let's go to James 2, 19, and it says, Even so, faith, if it has not works, 
with Elisha as Ezekiel had him prophesied to the bones and said that God said to speak that which he had been regarding as dry bones. I'm not a strong farmer. We have to be obedient to what God gives us. Okay, let me start over. So, but even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, I have works, show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is a God, thou dost well. But keep in mind, the devils also believe and tremble. It's not just that we believe, but the scripture says we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that our actions are part of our belief. Then things happen. Amen? So just believing it and leaving it at, at that and never taking action on what you believe, you may end up in that place where you may not go and say, Lord, Lord, let me know. And we may hear those words, I will never know you. It's not just that we believe because the devil believes. The devil is not going to heaven. The devil is not going to heaven. The devil believes. It says, actually, the devil also believes and trembles. But without no overing man, that faith without works is dead. Now it's a question. And the in verse 26 of that same uh, chapter of Luke, at the very last verse of that particular chapter, it says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So we mentally can understand what a body's like without life, right? Without the spirit, right? We know what that looks like. That's the way we are in this life with all the power that we have inside of us if we are not moving and being obedient to God. Amen? Ephesians 3, 20, verse 1, it says, And ye have he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sin hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus the reason we have power, the reason we have joy unspeakable, the reason why we yet live and have life in us and is God's spirit is so that Jesus will be able to show up for us. Are we doing our part? Just a question to meditate. Are we doing our part? One can put a thousand to two. Two people can do it. We are a mighty army. We are a mighty army. But we have to feel that mighty army. We have to seek that mighty condition in order for us to put action to the power that dwells in us. Colossians 3 and verse 1, it says, And ye being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him. See, this is all in the mouth of two, three witnesses. So let us know we've been quickened together with Jesus Christ. Having forgiven you all transgressions, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, meaning he went to the cross, and having spoiled principalities. Now this is where it's talking about Satan and all the angels that fell with him. 
Jesus has freed every principality and power and has made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. So that has already been accomplished in life's history. Matthew 28 and 18, it says, And when they saw him, as he signed with Jesus, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, always, every time, all of the time, any instant, not just always, just always, right now, he's with you. Tomorrow, next minute, he's with you. He is with you always, even until the end of the world. We have nothing to fear because Jesus has conquered the enemy. He was manifested to destroy the works of the devil, and he did that. And as long as we can remember over again, thou knowest, and seek his wisdom, and then when he gives it to us through obedience, we can see over time things, especially if you've been praying for us for a long time. And the person we need to pray for ever make it. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. We collectively can make a difference for people that we know collectively. If we take that energy that we spend on worrying about so many things that God has already taken care of, that you didn't ask, you didn't realize, you already took care of it. Have a miracle. You can, he'll, get, he'll give you the miracles you ask. That's what James tells us. Pray with without wisdom all the time. And we're just going to stay in agreement on God, keeping our word on behalf of those that need it. It's great that we've been walked into heaven and have accomplished a lot in life. But it is telling you that God has made a way to make a difference for somebody beyond. And that he wants you to believe. He's telling us we should pray. We should pray. very judgmental, very, very like ours. We know people that are there, but they can live. But it takes us doing our part. And how do you do that? How do you do it? Um, one of one Christmas in January 31, it says, it says, call upon me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So whatever it is that you're not really aware of and you don't know, if we call on God, he will show you great and mighty things. He will let us be those lights in this dark world. We can pray a prayer that says, search me and know me. Thou knowest my going setting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my part, my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, thou knowest. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. When we search for God, we shall find him. If we call upon him, he will show us what we don't know. There is an answer to why somebody has a destiny. There is an answer. We know that he's made us a righteous priest. So we can just be quiet. Just know it's there. 
podcast because you might not ever live in Perth. And with the idea of every person asking every other, the hardest thing is, is letting them wait. You can never ever tell. And that's what the Company of Death is saying in this film. Like, and the only fish here, like, why? Why do we need to strike it? Well, no, it's just the middle of the sea. And that's where Spurso strongly um, gathers his compassion. There's not just always being a guy on the side. Everybody on the side, and I think you're seeing even in Ryan's compassion, you're looking to, to people to see the love of God in you to want somebody to see that too. Amen? Oh, Lord God, thy love. We recognize that we don't have all the answers, but we know there's a work to do. There is going to be a great project, and we want to be a part of it. So we have to get out of ourselves and taking care of all the things that we think we can fix and allow God to give us the answer so we can take cookies that we are special that we can share and be ready to love somebody else and be people looking for the fruit that's being used. Because who deserves to be loved? When people hear hear that name and they know that they need to have conversations and flesh things and then they're really seeking to know truth. But there's something that comes down like the river and that's our Father in heaven. We want to be loved. We want to be loved. That's why the answer, when God has called somebody, he's gone. It can't come like he does. We want to be ready. We want to do all we can to help bring in the harvest that's being ready to be harvested. Let's take a question. 